0: Let's make love to this (laughs) doggy. Glorious humans, gentle ladies, Ladmen, men, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM.
1: And I'm your co-host, Robbie. You nearly tripped me up on that one, didn't you, you bastard? Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm quite excited to have a conversation today that isn't about Fall Guys. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. Not that I don't love Fall Guys, but it'd be nice to talk about something else for a while. Well, uh, let's talk about just about uh, maybe some
0: of the furthest stuff that uh, we could hope to talk about from Fall Guys. How's that?
1: That sounds pretty good to me. Uh,
0: I guess I I I feel obligated to make a disclaimer since most of these podcasts are very uh, fluff, very light, um, and meant to be a lighthearted distraction from the world in which we live. Um, you know, a short little vacation uh i would like to go ahead and let folks know that today is going to be a little more real um so if you're not in a place for something a little more real go ahead and save this episode for later when you are in a place for something a little more real uh we put out a bonus episode uh over the weekend featuring joe walsh from fall guys you can listen to robbie talk about what he loves to talk about most in this world fall guys
1: yeah that's true and it's but, a very good episode uh, yes yeah. but that that's it like there's there's plenty of other opportunities to uh listen to uh the other podcasts or uh just go and play some fall guys um but yeah but this week yeah this week we're gonna uh well we're gonna talk to one of our good friends um but yeah it might be a bit tough for some people i don't know i'm i'm here to learn as much as anybody else so um Even I'm not 100% sure what to expect, but just in case you're not, uh, (laughs) you know, in the mood uh, for for, uh, a learning exercise that might be quite uh, difficult to process, then uh, feel free to give this one a skip. But I recommend you continue listening because I think it's going to be a very good one. And it's important. It's important to, you know, stay. Can I say stay woke? Is that wrong?
0: Stay aware.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just I mean stay, stay, stay aware. woke. Stay you know, I stay promise w- I will never say stay woke ever again.
0: That's a that's a good promise, and I wish I okay. could believe you.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with that introduction, here we have a developer who worked on Devolver Bootleg and Gato Roboto. Gato Roboto. I was suddenly I was on Catroidvania and I fucked it up. Uh, uh. and Gato <laughs> Roboto from Doinksoft, the man himself, Cullen hey 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 Hi, hello
2: Colin. hello how are you doing, doing all right. right how are you so, yeah i'm pretending like we weren't already talking a minute before this for theatrics, So you but... have to you <laughs> can't you ruin the
0: illusion master of listeners. the podcast <laughs> uh,
2: i'm not i am uh, i'm here i'm not a co-host mm-hmm. but i am certainly here hello
1: you are you you are co-host today. You're a guest co-host.
2: Mhm. It's, it's an absolute
0: honor.
1: Oh. Thanks. Of course it is. We knew it would be.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> uh so Colin, uh you work over at work is a strong word. You work over at Doinksoft. Yes. <laughs> uh wor-
2: yeah, work is a strong <laughs> word. I I uh what's the cussing? situation like on this podcast? Uh
1: try to
0: keep your fucking language clean.
1: Absolutely fucking no swearing whatever.
2: Okay, so yeah. I, I fuck around at
0: Doricsoft, I would say would be the, yeah. the uh, situation. That. What do you do over there? Are you a programmer? You a graphic designer? Do you do, you do uh, QA? All,
2: all all of the above. Uh we we all share a lot of duties. I primarily do like programming and design and stuff, but yeah, we all do our own accounting and stuff. It's only three of us and some contractors, so.
1: Nice. Uh, you're all very good at wearing kimonos as well. Mm. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, that was, that was fun. That was a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I think uh, out of all of the development studios uh, that we work with, uh, nobody else could have pulled that off better than Doinksoft
2: uh yeah the thing is that we're incredibly incredibly handsome and incredibly yep. stupid too mm, yeah mm, uh, but sexy mm-hmm. you know yeah. Stu- stupid <laughs> but sexy
1: which is you know uh yeah for we're, my I, money i, I would say
2: combo. we're <laughs> probably the biggest himbo studio there is
0: <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is dear. fair i think i think that is, i think that's on point
1: <laughs> yeah I think uh, folks of all persuasions should take note and uh, maybe go follow those Doinksoft boys on, I don't know. Are you on Instagram and Twitter and all of that?
2: Oh, we're on Twitter, yeah. There you go. At Doinksoft, Doink Doink, as in, uh, I don't know, like a joint or perhaps an idiot, a word for a.
1: Or Doink the clown from uh, WWF. (laughs) wrestling
2: Th- that's true also uh doink like onomatopoeia for when you like lightly bonk uh, an animal on the head <laughs> that's a boop i that's i feel like a, a, I a, thought... a boop is more like uh like kind of like a pushing motion uh a, a, oh a doink. yeah
1: is doink. doink boop boop is on the nose as well isn't it isn't it a boop like you touch a like a cat on the nose and you go boop yeah that's and... a boop i guess a doink yeah.
0: make you like makes me think something like like something light that doesn't hurt you like falls and hits you on the forehead and bounces yeah. off like a small it's, rubber ball uh,
2: it's something springy. a little springy yeah springy yeah uh
0: well
1: i'm glad we got to the bottom of that we got to the yeah that's that. And it, and if folks uh, at home
0: it. want to imagine the beauty of cullen it's, it's like paul dano and uh ryan reynolds had a baby
2: well, I, I've never heard a description like that. I've heard young Richard here before. Um, oh,
1: yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do actually uh, feel bad for when we were at PAX East, and I almost didn't recognize you when I saw you because you'd uh, had a haircut and changed your whole look. You looked like a an even sexier man. I didn't yeah. even know that was possible. That's Which what we call... <laughs>
2: That's what we call information security is, uh, you gotta, you gotta change up your look and, uh, it's like, uh, it's like the, like, real life equivalent of, like, Assassin's Creed, like, walking through the crowd and hiding in a bale. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, you had the short hair and glasses on and I was like, who is that guy? And then you were like, and then I was like, how does he know me? Oh, you <laughs> should see, you should see my hair oh, now. <laughs> you should
2: see my hair now that I'm radicalized. Uh- <laughs> 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 is it like I a have, reverse uh, mohawk, you just got a shaved uh, strip. No, I, I have a, I have kind of a a mohawk type thing going on right now. It does, I don't like stand it up. It's kind of like a mohawk slash mullet, maybe into a rat tail with the sides bleached blonde and the the top is still oh, the yes. natural brown. Yeah.
1: The lesser spotted mullet hawk.
0: Mm. Hmm. Uh.
2: Yeah. It's definitely like the
0: Antifa super soldier hair. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've
1: got the uniform <laughs> down pat. <laughs> uh, in my head
0: it's very uh the guy from they live uh is what's going on in my head what's his these are wrestlers, i thought
1: i thought i'd lost everyone for a second there where's jm
0: oh i was talking is that why I nobody responded JM. to what i said oh, no. have you lost me I'm still, oh, no, I'm, still I'm still talking oh no i'm still talking I'm, I'm still talking i'm still oh, i'm still here i'm still talking hello back? hello
1: what happened what fucking him. happened we can't hear him oh for fuck let's sake. just carry on talking okay hello 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 Oh, there,
0: he is. Hello. there hello. he is hello 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 anyway the wrestler guy from they live the wrestle man from the movie they live rowdy roddy piper rowdy roddy piper is that rowdy roddy piper
1: that's rowdy roddy piper
0: that's the haircut i'm imagining
1: Oh uh, me... oh uh
2: I... a little a little shorter on the sides, I would say than that yeah but, like yeah, and the the mullet, mullet kind of parts a little thinner in the back, like uh, more kind of approaching a rat tail type thing, hmm
0: all right, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm <laughs> glad we were able to share this information about you with the fans, uh, I know a lot of fans of devolver bootleg and and uh. Gato Roboto are really excited. There are, there are fans of the Devolver Bootleg. It's going to
1: get real, and there's nothing more real than talking about <laughs> Cullen's uh, animal sexuality and current haircut. Uh,
2: yeah, you already know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Cullen, what have you been up to for the last 75 days or so? Uh, certainly not making video games.
2: Um, no, nope. No. Is there I, is there
0: something more important than making video games going on in the world right now?
2: Uh, yes, the lives and well being of my black neighbors and siblings. Uh, <laughs> I live in uh, Portland, Oregon, where I'm sure a lot of people have seen in the news. Um, especially after we had federal officers appear, has been uh, it's been a shit show over here. <laughs> um, with, like, protests and stuff going on, uh, after George Floyd was murdered, um, it, we're on, what, what's the say, I think we're on day 75 of straight protests, uh, that's longer than COVID existed, I think, <laughs> that, or it feels longer, definitely, than, than, uh, quarantine, at least, had been in state, uh, before the stuff had started, so it's been, uh, yeah, it's been an ongoing and constant thing happening in in, the, in my
1: city. So. so, how did how did you become involved? How did it all kind of start off for you seventy five days ago?
2: Um, well, so I could, I consider myself still a pretty new activist. I'm not going to claim that like you know I was around doing stuff in Occupy or anything like that. Uh, I did I did participate in Occupy Ice in Portland. And some counter-protests against, uh, uh, I don't know, racists in, uh, in Oregon uh, over the last few years. But uh, I'm just kind of, I, I'm not like, trying to toot my own horn, but just the kind of person who hops into this kind of stuff. Um, and I had some friends who were like, we're going out to the protest, and you're coming with me. And I'm like, yes, I am. And then I haven't stopped <laughs> since that, and that was day two of the protest. Yeah. Oof. Um I do take days off. I I'd say I'm out there like three, three fourths of the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna wonder, I was like, that sounds like that sounds very, very, very intense. Uh it is very intense and very, very tiring. Um but given that I'm,
2: you know, white and a cis man, uh probably a lot less tiring for me than a lot of other
0: people who are involved. So Yeah. It's something um, you can step into. And step out of uh, I, I in a think way that by, a lot of other people can't.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. Like I have the privilege to be able to do that. I think mm-hmm. would be the correct, the correct word for that. But yeah, I, I think by this point, I'm unable to kind of step back from it. Um, yeah, just how involved they've become. So yeah, if you have any questions about Portland. Protests. I'm. I can answer a lot of them because there's. It's. Uh. It's Buck Wild. It's. Uh. A lot of stuff has been going on here.
0: So I've been following you on on Twitter and kind of seeing what you've been posting there. So what what would you say? You know, um, what would you say you do for the most part when you go out to these events? What are your objectives? Like like like. First of all, I guess what are the grander objectives? Then what are kind of your day to day objectives, and then kind of what are the some of the other things that other people are doing out there?
2: Um, okay, uh, so right now, currently, I'm doing uh, photojournalism and videojournalism of uh, of primarily I focus on police brutality and and arrests, um, but also I try to give kind of a timeline of what the night's looking like in a live tweet thread while while I'm doing it. I mean, before that, I I kind of done all kinds of roles out there. Uh, I mean, I first just showed up to show up for Black Lives and to um, you know show solidarity um, with my Black Indigenous people of color neighbors uh, at these protests, and was just kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll join some marches, I'll make some signs, I'll you know go out with a group of people and and do that. Uh, I kind of moved into uh, aiding doing like mutual aid, which is um, <clears throat> You know, providing supplies and, uh, and medical help, I guess. Uh, I had a friend kind of give me a training in EMT, so I was helping doing some medic stuff because people get hurt a lot at these things. So I was helping medics for a while. Um, I was kind of putting my body on the, on the front line for a while like at the police line so that basically that job is uh, letting the pe- police beat the shit out of you so they don't beat the shit out of somebody who can't take it as much as you. <laughs> I got my knee busted up a little bit, kind of just, literally, not doing anything illegal, really, just kind of standing there, just being there, and I got um, my knee busted up pretty bad, and then I kind of decided I needed a break from having my job being, having the shit beat out of me, and so I kind of pivoted towards journalism, because uh, I have a a different audience, an audience of, uh, um, I, I mean, like, small, but global just because it's mostly video games people um Hmm. but uh, yeah i'd say as, as far as portland stuff goes is the protests started after the murder of george floyd um and the demands kind of evolved pretty quickly um and um i'd say that most people including myself on the street aren't about police reform they're about police uh defunding and up to abolition, like removing police uh, altogether. But the, uh, the demands that are being kind of passed around here right now are in at least uh, 50% defunding of the police for our Mayor Ted Wheeler to step out of office, um, for those funds that would be defunded from the police to be uh, repurposed into uh, an actionable plan for marginalized communities uh, and for... Um, there to be uh, some sort of uh, people of color caucus or or um, uh, union that's involved in decision-making for the city. Um, so those are the demands. Those are why people go out every night. Um, and on top of that, I mean, it, it gets a little more complex as it, these things go on for a longer time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd say that's kind of the baseline of why people are out there right now. Uh,
1: so is yeah. the... Is is, is the, the picket line uh is that is that outside like city hall or the police station? I, I don't like this is all kind of you know, <laughs> new to me, so I'm I'm just uh yeah, I'm probably gonna ask the stupidest questions.
2: Oh no no no, that's that's fine. Uh so this is like infinity revolution. Like I last week it was way different than it is this week and the week before that it was way different than it was the week before that and it, it changes constantly. Right now, the uh, the focus... Uh, so uh, we can talk about the feds a little bit at some point if you want to, but so the, there was a... What I would refer to probably as a, a federal paramilitary occupation of downtown Portland. They were... Uh, technically, I guess their job was to protect the federal courthouse, um, but they were federal officers terrorizing... Um, downtown for a couple weeks straight, uh, and it was a combination of uh, DHS and CBP. CBP is like uh, uh, ICE, essentially like the Border Patrol agents. Yeah. They're, like the, they're like the super SWAT of the Border Patrol agents, and they had a joint thing with each other and with the police union to just kind of terrorize anybody who showed up to protest in front of the federal courthouse downtown, which is right next to the Justice Center, which was an early... Uh, Which isn't a federal building. I think it's a city building, which is right next to that building, um, which was an early kind of target of uh, um, of uh, protests. So there was there was a lot of focus uh, downtown for a while. And since uh, the feds have they haven't left, but they've kind of pulled back from you know acting downtown since that has happened. Luckily and happily, people are very happy about this. focus has been able to shift back onto the police. So, Mm -hmm. Portland kind of works like this. You have uh, what I'd say is a west side and an east side. They Technically, they divide it into quadrants, um, but on the west side of the river, you have downtown and the metropolitan area. On the east side, you have a lot of neighborhoods and stuff. Uh, So, there's a couple precincts and and buildings of note on the east side that have been the focus of demonstrations the last week or so, I'd say, including uh, the east precinct uh the north precinct and the uh the portland police association which i struggle to want to call a union because i don't think the police should have unions but they're (laughs) basically they're basically the people that get the police out of any trouble whatsoever by lobbying the city with money Mm -hmm. so that that building is not owned by the city it's owned like by by lobbyists essentially so that's been a, a target of demonstrations too um So it really depends on the night. Right now, actions get kind of declared the day of, and it's usually in a park, and they'll say, we'll announce where we're going when we go there. Right. Um, Yeah.
1: It's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah. I guess uh, I I find it uh, slightly baffling, uh, you know, from an outside perspective, because I, I mean, I just had to assume, I was in Portland last year. I went to Portland... Um, on holiday with my girlfriend, and because uh, her cousin lives there, and we stayed. Uh, I think, in a I, great think great I remember that actually. And I loved it, and I, I, I had, you know, just assumed maybe naively that Portland, you know, was a, a relatively liberal kind of, city, um, so it's kind of, uh, eye-opening to hear it be sort of like locked down in this in such a way over over protests
2: uh yeah so portland has a very big history of protests it's a it, i'd say it is a liberal uh city in oregon as a state has a very um horrible and interesting history um basically so like during like uh you know, the slavery era in the U.S., um, a lot of people kind of taught in school that the North chose no slavery and the South chose slavery and then there's kind of, that's where the, mm. the, the Civil War was over. Oregon basically said, okay, we're not going to have slaves, but black people just aren't allowed into the state. Okay. Um, so it kind of, over the course of, and that that, that actually existed after uh slavery, slavery abolition where black people couldn't come into the state uh, without a sponsor um, <laughs> for, like, a while. Like, uh, I, I don't have the exact dates, but for, like, a long time. So it became kind of a uh, a white ethno-utopia mm. in, like, in, like, the worst way possible. So Oregon's a, a particularly white uh, state. Um, mm. But uh, Portland, yeah, I'd say is, is liberal, and I'll talk about that word at some point, maybe. <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> also has an incredibly brutal uh, tactically trained police force so the i'd say the people of portland yeah they go out and protest there's a big culture i'd say of protesting here um but the city seems pretty unwilling to budge on any of the demands and they're kind of digging their heels in right now which Mm -hmm. is almost making people want to get out and protest more and then the more that the police brutalize people in these neighborhoods the more people come out and, and get radicalized and uh and want to be actionable and be like stop doing this we need change so like basically the more that the police act against the people here the more people see that and go oh hell no and get out into the streets
1: yeah i mean Um, that's well yeah i mean it's it's difficult to say whether or not that's a good thing you know because it's like you don't want the brutality to be taking place in the first place but the fact that it is and it's and it's galvanizing people is kind of a good thing at the same time but yeah i mean uh, i suppose it is naive of me to think of uh, of oregon being you know this kind of um, uh, beacon of liberal thinking especially when uh you know you look at how the how that part of the world was discovered <laughs> by uh <laughs> by the europeans yeah. uh, Qu- just moving quote in unquote uh, discover destroying yeah. all of the uh the native american uh homelands um, uh. and then like and then bequeathing them <laughs> you know like oh you can have this rock or whatever yeah um you know that's your land now have fun um so you know maybe it's not surprising you know old habits die hard uh, there's a
0: lot of for real. Yeah. cities in the U.S. I mean, like Austin is, you know, considered very liberal, um, but is also one of the most segregated cities in the country, like still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's also like a weird, you know, I think there's a, a difference between the people and the police, which there shouldn't be a big difference. No. But uh, the police have become this very big family through their union. The union buster is union. The people you call when you need the other unions to get back to work to beat the shit out of them. Mm. Um, and I I think there's there's been quite a history in the United States over, the, over you know, well, most of the history of the U.S., but definitely in, in the last several decades of really trying to create this family of bullies. <clears throat> you know, where do, where do all the bullies go? Where do all the people who need to hurt someone else to feel strong go and – you know, not every single one of them is uh, is necessarily that, but <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it: all cops are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean, all, all, all yeah, all cops are bastards, and I mean, at the very least, all cops are complicit, uh, and I think that it's makes and you that bastards. makes you a
2: bastard. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think yeah, maybe that's the thing, isn't it? Because it's uh, while. You know, recruitment or outwardly, you know, they might be uh, trying to sort of p- portray themselves as as being, you know, you uphold the law. That's what you do. You uh, you are there to protect and to serve, or whatever. But if if that's what they're saying, but then if you then join, if you, if you think, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to look out for people and uphold the law, and and you know, and uh, and help uh and then you get in and you realize that oh that's not really what it's all about at all um yeah. yeah it's it's the people who i guess it's the people who uh seemingly understand that but it but don't you know don't leave or don't change uh, i I some people the, some people will become a cop and then they'll realize that it's uh it's not what it cracked up to be but you know maybe they don't have you know they don't feel like they have uh, the option to do anything else but at well, people the same try time, to be
0: good cops there's plenty of stories of people yeah, getting of course, ostracized or threatened for trying to do the right thing
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. i was, I so was gonna i was gonna just, say uh
2: uh like say there's like that classic story of being I want to get into the force and change it from the inside, right? Like, that you mm-hmm. see in, like, the media or something like that. Uh, the... So, I mean, there's a couple things that go into that narrative that just don't work. Uh, so, one, I encourage everybody to look up exactly how much of their city budget goes towards the police, and you'll see it's, like, usually 90 to 95%. Like, it's, like, a lot. It's way... So when, like, your roads aren't getting fixed, it's going to the police. And... um so it's a system of power inherently because it is, it's a racket. It's about uh, you know, racketeering money from, from a city. But uh, when somebody goes in and they're like, I'm going to change this system from the outside, uh, the people who hold power inside that structure, like, say, I don't know, the police chief or, or you know, whoever the, uh, the police union uh, you know, lobbyist is, the people who hold power in that structure want to maintain that power, and they've had that power for a long time, so when somebody goes in and they act like they want to change it, in order to get to a place where they can be that person in power, they have to have committed so so much like uh, so many atrocities to get to that point where I think the bad that they've done will outweigh any good that they do. Hmm. Like that's like literally can't... like how much <clears throat> bad you have to do to get to the top in a police. Yeah, uh,
1: and 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 you can't expect everyone to stay pure <laughs> you know like <laughs> right on, yeah throughout that journey you you're, people are easily corrupted and i don't mean that necessarily in the fact that you know they're taking backhanders or whatever but i mean just like your your moral code can become corrupted or eroded you know by just virtue of just being entrenched in a system that refuses to to change
2: yeah absolutely
0: I, I'm curious. I've been curious about something for a while, and and you know, I don't expect you to have the answer, Colin. But you've been face to face with a lot of, um, you know, these federal officers and uh, and then this and the city police. Um, Philando Castile was the the gentleman who had a gun in his car and let the officer know. Correct, and then the officer shot him in front of his daughter. Is that that was Philando Castile, right?
2: I believe so. Yeah.
0: I I watched that video and. It's strange to me because and there's a couple of these videos like that where you know and some of these some of these cops just look like sadistic bullies but but the one in that video and in a couple others, it almost seems like there's this programmed fear response like they've been acclimated they've been um i don't know like conditioned um, th- to f- have this massive fear response because th- that that officer almost seemed terrified and and not really aware of what they were doing. they seemed shocked by their own behavior they seemed out of control uh, uh, so and I'm curious a- if that's something you've seen or something you have thoughts on
2: um, i'm I'm not uh, being pressed. like so I mean the big rule of thumb that protest is don't talk to the cop, but what that means isn't don't have conversations with the cop. That means don't, I don't know, niche, I guess, like as far as that stuff goes. But uh, asking some police questions as press is like part of my job. And I usually don't get anything useful out of it. But just having like been, you know, face to face and eye to eye with um, these people is the, I'd say uh, the federal officers, um, they like killing people for money. Um, that that, that's like their are like if if like you look at the military like people have or like armed forces is I have a lot of complicated feel feelings about it But I think something that I've kind of landed on here with like military armed forces or like veterans and stuff like that is that uh, I can really tell which ones truly thought they were fighting for their country and fighting for You know liberation and our freedom even if like that might have been propaganda they bought into and uh, which ones just like getting a paycheck to kill people. Um, and I think the same kind of goes for cops. is there's They're victim to their own propaganda. Um, <laughs> where, like, um, some of them, like, a water bottle flies past them. Like, and it's not... I don't know what they're fucking saying about frozen water bottles. They're just water bottles. There's a bunch of water bottles at the protest because we have mutual aid and people bring things and they're like water does anybody need water and sometimes somebody throws a water bottle they're throwing a water bottle at somebody with bulletproof vest on with a riot shield <laughs> with a and like and it like grazes their shoulder and then they like jump and then they pull like a live round gun and point it at like the crowd because they're scared like you, you watch some of them actually afraid of a little water bottle going by i you know at the protest i've had a water bottle hit me in the back of the head and i'm like ah okay whatever like, and, like, but these people in, like, riot armor with, like, guns that can kill people if they wanted to are, like, some of them are afraid and some of them, like, use that, the optics of something got thrown at us as a as an excuse that, like, a lot of them are having fun. I see a lot of them laughing and they're starting to heckle back now and they're starting to, like, call people slurs and they're starting to, like, get more bold with the way they engage with the crowd, the police, uh, the, the city police specifically, and also the, uh, the uh, state police that... Kate Brown, the governor, just pulled in to help. Thanks, Kate. Um, <laughs> uh, like they're getting a lot more bold with the way that they treat uh, not just protesters, but also the press and the, and the legal observers from the ACLU and the National Lawyers Guild. They're getting a lot more bold with the things they're saying, and a lot of them are smiling and they're having fun. And like there have been some recorded overheard conversations of them being like, "Oh, did you just see that? I fucked that guy the fuck up. Hell yeah!" And like high fives and stuff. And, like, a lot of them are just having fun. Like, they see it as, like, uh, as, like, paintball. And they don't see it as, like, you're actually traumatizing an entire city.
1: Yeah. I got hit by a bottle of piss at a music festival once.
2: I love that for you. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: That's didn't. how he met his girlfriend. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it made me, it helped me grow as a person. It <laughs> didn't, make me, didn't make me kill anyone. Um, yeah but yeah i i think it's interesting uh what you were saying Jam, about uh how some some of these uh these cops especially the uh, some that are kind of like uh first on the scene somewhere or um or responding to something and and they are they're, they're not prepared you know not all of i'm assuming not all of these cops have like full they don't have like full firearms training right like um, they get a, gun I mean, and a badge and they'll take it get takes to a longer branch. to be uh,
0: certified as a barber
1: in the United States than yeah, it
0: does yeah. to become a police officer
1: yeah and then you're like you're throwing you're throwing these these fresh cops right so mm-hmm. say, for example you you've just you're coming through your training and then and then suddenly you're out in the car and you're on the beat or whatever and and then you know you're throwing people into these dangerous situations or d- situations that they consider dangerous because they have no idea what to expect, um, y- you know. And they're and they're and they're trained to rely on pulling their gun, <laughs> and it's like I don't I don't see uh, like in in any society how that seems like a smart way to go about policing. It just yeah. seems like, it just seems like completely engineered to cause mayhem. It, um, yeah,
2: yeah. I'd say, like, in my, like, if you really kind of look at, like, when people say abolish the police, what does that mean? Is, why does somebody with a gun come up and show up to a mental health check? Like, say you're worried about your neighbor, you think they, they might be, uh, you know, wanting to hurt themselves or something like that, and you, like... I'm gonna call nine one one because I'm really worried for their safety, and then a, an armed man shows up, shoots their dog. <laughs> like that doesn't help. Like why is yeah, that the person yeah. that shows up for that thing? Or even even tra- traffic police. Think about traffic police. The person who pulls you over and gives you a ticket for a traffic infraction. Why do they have to have a gun? And you think, yeah, oh, yeah. what? What if the person in the car has a gun? then that's your job that's the risk you take is let them go let them drive away and then just file the report yeah yeah. and
1: and like if 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 someone in a car has a gun then then the officer should be like oh shit okay i should i should call the gun guys in (laughs) you know because this is a, a gunny situation as opposed to just every fucking cop having a gun and re- yeah as you say responding to everything from like a fucking missing cat to you know an armed robbery it's like always you're asking, always you're asking, have you're asking, a sidearm on you're asking yeah. the same guys and 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 pol- police work is a is a is a not a fun job i'm not you know i know you were saying that like you know there's um there's clearly evidence of some of these guys you know taking advantage of their power in certain situations but if we take like a, a typical, regular, cop, you know, I imagine it's hard work, you know, long hours and shit like this, and you probably do have to deal with a lot of shitty people on a regular basis. Um, yeah, but I had
0: to deal with shitty people when I worked in a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. But this, is, this, is, so this is it. This <laughs> is the
1: difference, right? But the, yeah, the difference is they have a badge and a gun, and it, and it's like when tempers fray or if someone's having a bad fucking day. um you know if if they've got authority and the means to suppress you know the person that's pissing them off or the person that said the wrong thing or looked at them the wrong way you know then you're asking for trouble um yeah and i think that's 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 where the whole argument for defunding the police comes from because yeah like Im- imagine if none of the cops had guns you know what well, imagine it you know if if then if they snap you know which they could do you never know um you know they're not just going to immediately pull out, pull a gun on somebody and endanger themselves as much as anything else uh, and then yeah. you know and then in the dangerous situations that's where you know you take the risk obviously but that's where you go right okay i have a this radio <laughs> that calls up the other guys who have the armor or whatever and and the uh methods that I am not trained to you know, to carry out in this situation. Best let them handle it. And then I don't know. I'm not saying that's an answer. I'm just saying that's like that just seems like a a more measured response to things rather than, to escalation than just a regular cop having a gun. I don't know. Maybe I was going off on a bit of a tangent there. But, you know, this is what happens when you have British person trying to (laughs) understand this completely fucked up police system in the u.s from the outside when all i have to rely on is like you know whatever the media decides to report over here which you know i mean let's not get into the any kind of media bias
2: oh i i mean as far as like there is i'd say be aware there is huge Propaganda campaigns. Like I work with an uh, a block of independent press here, and the things we report and the stuff that we report on doesn't make it to even the local mainstream news. As far as stuff goes, like if you're not watching on like Twitter and watching people with like a thousand followers on Twitter posting pictures and videos and and doing updates, then you're not getting what's actually happening. Like I can't describe how terrifying this 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 stuff is, uh and. As an aside, that kind of terror that a lot of people are feeling going out to these protests, I just like to say, is the way that Black Indigenous people of color in our communities feel every day around the police, um, even when there's not protests going on. It's 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 a reign of terror. Like, um, you know, you have like, and then in Portland specifically, but I guarantee in most police departments, uh, you have collaboration with white supremacists and you know, right-wing nationalists and stuff like that. Like, there was, like, a, a police chief that got fired in Portland during, like, a scandal about that uh, where they were passing off information to Patriot Prayer, I think. That's the group. Um, but, like, you, you know, uh, one of the nights I was out covering at uh, the PPA, the, the police association, the thing they call a union, um, and, uh, and a truck, uh, like a pickup truck, with somebody jumped a curb and rolled into a crowd of uh several hundred people and then somebody somebody ghosted their motorcycle in front of it and went went to go to their window to be like hey what are you doing because that's what the motorcycle kind of barricades do around here and then the guy just accelerated through the crowd and if the motorcycle wasn't there and there wasn't a big scuffle beforehand and like the sparks weren't kicking up from the motorcycle they would have killed several people uh and that person went and they drove and they drove through a chain link fence and they and they dragged a motorcycle in front of them uh, or like pushed it, I guess, in front of them for several, several blocks. And just everybody it, it, like an absolute act of terror, um, several, several blocks in front of them and then crashed their car and then got out with a handgun and threatened protesters and then fled to a house in the and, uh the police showed up to disperse the crowd about it. They threw, uh, you know, flashbangs, which are real. Like I have really bad hearing right now, so if I'm talking too loud, I'm sorry. Because of flashbangs, they suck, and uh, and I, I don't actually think they used actual tear gas. They used just a uh, smoke to kind of make it look like tear gas that night. And impact munitions at a cr- group of people that were just almost hit by a car. Meanwhile, they arrested the person who uh, who drove the truck through a crowd. Uh, luckily, not injuring anybody. Uh, and they arrested that person, and in their police statement, they do all this stuff about how these horrible rioters were doing this stuff, like throwing water bottles and setting fires in the street, and uh, throwing things at police officers, and uh, not obeying lawful orders or whatever. Uh, and then there's a, like a footnote, the person who drove their truck through the thing was interviewed and then released without charges.
1: What the like, fuck, man?
2: <laughs> uh, and they're, uh, they're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, similarly, uh, a couple days ago, uh, a, a, like, ex-Navy SEAL made some PVC pipe bombs and threw it at protesters. And nobody was injured in that what? either. Because, yeah, nobody was injured by that either because he made really shitty pipe bombs, in, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was instantly found and doxed by a bunch of anti-fascists in town. And, and like, this is the person guaranteed, like, all that and... I don't think the police have even brought him in for interview and like on his like profiles and stuff it says that he works training the police for, for situations like school shootings and stuff so of course they wouldn't interview him because by throwing a pipe bomb at the protesters they're just doing what the police can't yeah. but want to do you know what I mean yeah. like and like so like there's all this like you know the way it's saying it's like oh people are rioting and they're doing this is pretty much people show up to these things they might set some small fires and like trash cans or something they might, they yell things like, all oh, cops are bastards, and like, and, uh, and uh you know, and they yell Black Lives Matter, and they basically kind of, like, hang out and sometimes slam their hands on a building. Sometimes, you know, I, a couple times they have broken into the buildings and, like, thrown stuff around in the buildings and maybe looted some of the, the police buildings, but, like, there's, like, all this, like, you know, these are the bad big, bad protesters, but then these police come, they beat the shit out of people, and then, like, There was an actual Nazi out the other night wearing a swastika armband and they dispersed people from their group and chased people for blocks uh, from their house and chased people for miles and miles and miles away from their house beating the shit out of them. Like literally just protecting an actual Nazi. And I don't mean like the like uh, uh, what is that reductum ad Hitlerum or whatever where like you just Mm, call somebody a a Nazi because you don't like them. I mean an actual Nazi wearing a swastika and had a swastika flag in their window and was assaulting protesters like they came in to protect this nazi and the way that they protect this nazi and the way they protect property is by injuring lives and traumatizing people Uh, so
1: fucked man because yeah it is the thing is as well like that's that's engineered right because like Mm -hmm. what they then want is for for the protesters to get so pissed off that they that they do start to lash out, right? It's it's provocation. So that then they have reason, you know, to to, to do much worse or to yeah, to do those things that you say they want to do but don't necessarily have grounds for. But if they can instigate people, if they can just rile people up enough to to react, then it gives them it opens the door for them to yeah. do what they want. And then that's yeah. and then that's the that's the the line that we're all fed is that, uh, oh yeah, like all these protesters were like you know causing hundreds of thousands of dollars of property damage and they were setting fire to things and they were doing all of this awful stuff, yes. so they had to be they had to be contained. That's um, that's
2: what we call propaganda. Is there's yes. there's a lot of like propaganda. I'm I'm not sure if you've heard about our mayor here, Ted Wheeler, at all.
1: No, yeah, I've, I've, seen your I've posts, pro- but... possibly, possibly heard the name, but yeah, this is all kind of new to me, So,
2: Okay, so he, uh, he's a mayor. He's, it, we're coming up on re-election, like, literally during election season this year in November, uh, for our mayor, too. Um, but Ted Wheeler is the mayor. He's uh, also the police commissioner, uh, which is, like... Really? Fucked that that's not its own elected position uh, or, like, a council, but so the mayor is also the police commissioner. And what that means is that uh, he can appoint police chief. He can basically fire anybody he wants from the police force. Uh, he also has like kind of like the final say on budget, on what the police get for a budget, and um, and he can do direct orders too. But doesn't necessarily like they can act autonomously of of the mayor. The mayor came out during the first thing of protests and was like, "I'm listening to you. I'm here for you. I like protests." And then like within like a couple days, had condemned what were largely at that time very very peaceful protests uh, and. And it's been like again seventy-five days with maybe like five of those days, six of those days with no tear gas deployed or no munitions deployed. Uh, like it's if you go out into any of these zones or if you live in one of these neighborhoods, you're getting hit with something. Um, but so this this freaking guy, so he gets uh, the feds come in, right? So we get uh, like I was saying, the DHS CBP task force gets sent in by Trump, and and they come in and they become this big focus and. I'm kind of torn about how I feel about the way people focused on it because it did get a lot of new people out into the streets and kind of revitalized the uh, the, the movement here. It was, you know, we were kind of down in the, in the hundred at most during a weekend and now it's back to several hundred every night. And I'd say largely in part because a group of people who weren't out protesting were like, the way they felt about feds was different than the way they felt about police. And now they're radicalized to hate police too. Uh, so, but there was a lot of focus on the feds and... And Ted was, like, and they were, you know, using tear gas and impact munitions and stuff like that, um, uh, and Ted was, uh, uh so Ted had gained the nickname from this going on for so long of Tear Gas Petty War Crime Wheeler, um, wow. like, he had already had this nickname by the time, uh by the time the feds got here so the feds get in and he condemns the thing they're doing it's inhumane that they're gassing people and he and he has this kind of like photo op style like like just almost just kind of like not actively denying but pretty much denying that his police force that he's the boss of have been doing this for the entire rest of the time uh and and he came out and had this uh i I won't get super into like the internal politics of the organizing groups but there was a pretty not trusted group um, that people believe were working with the police, um, or as like a kind of uh, counterintelligence program. Uh, but but this uh, group came out, and so Ted was like, "I'm going to come out and give a speech <clears throat> at the thing." And several thousand people showed up, which is it was one of the bigger days in like since the beginning. And several thousand people basically surrounded the mayor while he was giving a speech, and people were shouting over him and telling him to quit his job and. And he, he was, he, you know, journalists and interviewers were asking, and, and black community members were asking him questions that he was just dodging and, and just kind of saying his canned speech stuff. Um, and then he gets pulled by this group of people over to a, a PA that happened to be conveniently set up, like, a little bit away from where the original press block was. And these people are talking on the mic, and... Uh, and they're like we need to respect the mayor and do this and and people are like fuck that and he's like no we need to respect the mayor and and like people really don't like this mayor um and uh and so they let Ted speak and he gave like this like thank you for being out here you've made history today because uh and like because of what like nothing changed like no new policies were made kind of thing and then um uh basically they were like yeah we'd like to hear any more questions from the black you know, community here, and and like so. If any of our our black siblings want to get on the mic, and uh, and this uh, speaker and activist uh and journalist and just really all around amazing person, Matt uh, Smith gets up and is and he basically kind of goes, "Who the hell are these people?" And he's he's a black man as well. He's like, "Who the hell are these people? Who are these people talking to us right now?" Because I don't know them. I haven't seen them out here. And they pulled the PA plug on him, and then they escorted the mayor <laughs> away. And then the people <laughs> the <laughs> And then the, uh, just... the, the people pass them. They're going to a... buy it.
0: Just put him on the microphone. We tell them everybody to respect right? the mayor and nobody's going to say nothing. Oh, no, he called us out and plugged the microphone.
2: <laughs> so the people, oh, the the people pass, a, pass a megaphone up to Mac who just goes on an actually good speech. And meanwhile, the, the mayor is getting brought over to, towards the fence in front of the courthouse. And what the mayor had said was, I will stand with you all night. I will stand through all the tear gas that happens from these feds because I don't like them doing this to you any more than you do. And uh, and so the mayor got tear gas, and there's some really funny pictures of the mayor getting tear gas. But after, like, one round of tear gas, the same group escorted him into one of the city buildings, which is where the tear gas is coming from. And it's like, it was all for photo op, and then, you know, uh, Trump oscillates between, like, congratulating him on being like uh on finally stepping up and defending the police and referring to him as like incredibly um uh you know way too left-leaning and uh, condoning of of horrible antifa terrorists and like the the bad press ops that that ted wheeler does because he doesn't fucking care about his community whatsoever and he doesn't care i don't think he cares really too much about local reelection. i think he's going to try and run for either governor or like federal office and he's trying to have good optics for that is why the way he's behaving the way he is. that's just speculation though uh but the like because of the way that he's been referring to the protesters the last few days trump said he's going to send in the military to portland about it and it's like and, and like so, Ted's whole thing is don't feed into the don't feed into the 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 you know Trump's speaking points. You need to be peaceful, and you need to be peaceful, and and then he feeds into Trump's speaking points to the point that Trump's calling in the military now. Thanks, Ted. Thanks to your gas, Teddy. Great. Um,
1: I mean, that's. <sighs> I don't even know where to start. Sorry, I get really angry when I <laughs> no, talk about no. Ted Wheeler. <laughs> no, it's good. Like you know, it's 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 fascinating to to hear to learn all of this, you know, and, and hear all about it. But like, I just I just latched onto that last part about y- y- you know when people come out and they say like, oh, you know stop being so mad, protesters. Like, oh, you need to calm down and just pro protest the way that we want you to protest that has proven to be absolutely fruitless and <laughs> achieves nothing because it's it's just the method that we've we've articulated is uh palatable enough, you know, to for for everybody to go like, oh yes, you can protest and you can have your little protest about this, that, or the other, and we promise to listen to you, but don't cause any trouble now. That's the last thing we want. That's uh, not like uh, they're <laughs> oh, okay man. with it when you do oh, it just any other way either. It's me just mental. Because that's what's happened here as well. You know, with the Black yeah. Lives Matter protests, there was, you know, all these people, uh, you know, were very quick to come out and say, oh you you know they're protesting in the middle of covid and we're all supposed to socially distance and things like this and it's like yeah like but this is an important thing that needs to be addressed right now and nobody seems to be doing anything about it so i guess we're just gonna have to do something about it and and, the, if, and if on what? top of that like this whole yeah this whole notion that it's like I don't have a problem with protesters as long as they're nice and quiet and they don't cause any trouble. And it's like,
2: right. Yeah. Well, that's not fucking
1: protesting then, is it? Because you're just (laughs) ignoring them. It's like, Oh, as long as I don't have to see it. Oh, I don't mind the protesters. I just don't (laughs) want to see it. I just don't want to see it. Like, that's how they fucked, feel about man. all the people
2: of color please too
1: yeah fucked. right yeah, or, exactly. or house,
2: houseless community members and stuff exactly. like that too if yeah. one more person of, sorry, tells me to
1: mind right yeah fuck if that. one
2: more person tells me to fix things by voting i'm gonna lose my mind yeah uh, yeah <laughs> my, my, my please,
1: my... please can <laughs> please consider using the uh or you know the um uh the systems of oppression that have been in place for you <laughs> know decades yeah. in order to make your point please the, please, please the u.s
2: my, my radicalization like I, i'm like honestly uncertain what i'm supposed to do during this like presidential election because on one hand we have the inter- like the horrible evil man that we have in office now and then on the other hand we have a horrible evil man who can be in office and it's like i just don't like joe biden specifically is like you know racist and um, and his solution to police was his first thing he said was just shoot him in the leg instead. Like that's any fucking better, man. And then uh, and then in, and oh, in order to solve these problems, we're gonna give a bunch more money to the police department. I'm voting against my best interest if I vote for Joe Biden. My my radicalization went from being what I would consider like a democratic socialist, like believing in a in a system that can provide for everybody, being a fucking anarchist, man. Democrats suck ass, too. They're my fucking enemy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, the you know, the, uh, our uh, Republican uh side of stuff, uh, just pure evil. Democrats, like, run on the platform of, we're not as pure evil. It's like voting in a taste test between Pepsi and Coke. They're both basically the same. One has more sodium, one has more sugar, and they both exploit either child slave labor or use kill squads to bring you that sweet taste at a discount. Like, uh, I don't know. It's like they 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 the uh, i think especially like we saw in Minneapolis with like burning down the precincts and stuff and you know we see here with escalated tactics is that a lot of a lot of people in general but i'd say like you know black community members uh really truly understand by now that having no system at all is better than any system that anybody's going to provide to us right now having just burn it all down and have nothing is literally better than the system we have now and that's where all the frustration comes from. That's why mm. people are out on the streets. Like, when, you know, the radicalization for me towards anarchy is, like, anarchy is always symbolized with, like, a Molotov cocktail or some shit. What anarchy is, is, like, it's autonomy. It's we, pro- we protect ourselves. And seeing things like, I'm not sure if you saw, like, Riot Ribs uh, was, like, nice. a, it was a free mutual aid restaurant that appeared downtown when the, por- when the protests were focused downtown. And they just 24-7 were cooking ribs and barbecuing and, and they had vegan options and also providing medical supplies and, and water. And they, and they basically, it's all the poorest people you know passing around. Like, almost everybody who volunteered there was, was a houseless community member who lived in the park where they were set up. It was completely free. Anybody could go up and get ribs. And all of the money and stuff and supplies they were were just donated by all of the poorest people you know. Like... Like people who have no money, but we're like, I can pitch in this, or I can bring you a kitchen knife, or I can bring you some bacon, or I can bring you some of this, and like, and like seeing mutual aid, and and like, uh, we have also like the snack van that shows up to protests, and the and the cops slash their tires like every single night, and they come and just come with like, uh, like a white van that's they let people graffiti the hell out of with like a bunch of Black Lives Matter stuff all over, and they come and they they drop off like food and 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 aid and stuff and and like it's just this glimpse of what a better world looks like is a free restaurant that like if you're uh you know you're a houseless community member if you're um on break from work downtown if you're uh you know uh uh in a rush to get to a business meeting come to the riot ribs and get some free ribs and uh and like it just works, like, you can, people can just eat for free, it was proven in until, like, the, like, uh you know, federal officers specifically, and also the police, just kept sweeping them every night because they, like, mutual aid, that idea of people deserve to eat for free is in direct, like, contrast to what the police stand for, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, it, so that's dissolved now, we don't have right ribs, but it was a good glimpse at, like, what, like, Anarchy is. It's a community taking care of each other instead of the systems that fail us constantly taking care of each other. It isn't a Molotov cocktail through a window. Uh, that just might be how you get anarchy. anarchy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's more revolution.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, when I say I'm an anarchist, I haven't committed arson. I haven't done anything like that. Like, uh, I just, like, truly believe in mutual aid and. I truly believe, by this point, having seen proof of it for 75 days, that, that people will take care of each other if there isn't a system that's going to take care of them. Because there isn't a system that takes care of these people uh, right now. And, like, um, and like for, uh, another example is the, the frickin' uh, um, ambulances don't show up when protesters get shot in the head with an impact music, uh, munition, which have, like, a 50% chance of being lethal. Uh, like, they don't show up. Like, they are private company, like, ambulances, and they don't show up through the protests. So some some civilians bought an ambulance, labeled it not an ambulance, and they give people rides to the hospitals for free.
0: Oh, that's actually better than a real ambulance, than it seems right? like. Yeah. Because those fuckers will... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this fucking country. Um, Colin, uh, <laughs> we... I, I have to get to another... Uh, meeting very soon. Um, this has been thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, been talking. good talking. About this. I miss you too, you handsome devils. Aww, oh man. Miss you, dude. Fucking I'm sorry we didn't go to that well. Tool concert. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was like right as like the lockdown was starting, I'm like I should go to Portland and go to Tool. I'm scared of viruses. Oh. <laughs> it would have been so good.
2: Well, man. what go- what goes around comes around and we call that a perfect circle. That was-
0: oh, oh shit! shit. Oh, um, Colin, that what was is a your- that
2: was a tool joke for y'all at home. Uh,
0: yeah. Y'all y'all <laughs> like Maynard James Keenan jokes? <laughs> Maynard uh, James memeing. I just actually re-listened to some to a lot of Inema the other day, and I was like,
1: "Fuck, this is such a great album."
0: <laughs> uh. Cullen, you said you're part of a, a group of of uh, folks reporting. What is uh is there is there a consolidated location people can go to to see y'all, y'all's reports?
2: Uh, I'd say like a lot of that stuff is autonomous. I'd rather uh, I'd rather boost like a couple other people other than myself. But cool. Yeah, please, um, yeah. Please. Um, I'd say at uh Mac M A C Smith S M I F F is just an amazing, inspirational speaker and organizer and journalist down there. Um. I like I th- I think if you want like really uh useful um uh professional reporting on it, uh at I write okay, like write a book okay. Uh okay as an okay not like an O and a K not a thing. That's uh Robert Evans, he also does a really great podcast, uh called Behind the Bastards and they did a mini series called Behind the Police, which goes into the history of policing in the US, which is really 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 good to look into if, if anybody's curious about that um, and uh, I'm trying to figure, remember social it's hard for me to remember tag uh, i think uh Dimitri hester is uh, is a um, a black community member who was uh, uh, assaulted by i'm not sure if you heard about that uh brain attack by a white supremacist like a couple years ago uh, they were assaulted by by that and she is uh, they, I haven't really asked their pronouns, but uh, they're out leading chants at protests every night. Um, they also kind of run the the good part of the Wall of Moms, um, uh, hmm. and then just uh, you know some names of Black community members here that haven't been given justice because you know you hear say their name, hmm. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. In town here, we have uh, Patrick Simmons, who was uh, shot and killed by the police in 2018. His uh, mother Letha runs a weekly justice for Patrick Kimmons rallies. They're usually met by force and and racist counter-protesters. And also uh, T.T. Gully was a black trans woman and houseless community member who was found uh, hanging from a tree in uh, 2018. And the police immediately ruled it as suicide uh, despite the obvious lynching characteristics of it and testimony by others that she was being abused by somebody. And there's a call to action to reopen uh, their case right now and it's being largely ignored by the police. So... Um, yeah, I'd, i think I'd rather cool. shout that stuff out. I guess I'm at garbage That's great. Fil- I'm I'm at Garbage Filth on Twitter if anybody wants to follow my coverage too, I guess.
0: Um if you wanna pass us the links in the in the chat uh, afterward we'll uh, we'll include them on the podcast description mm-hmm. as well. Great, yeah. Yeah. Um
1: cool. Yeah. 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 And I uh, I'm I'm just gonna say uh yeah, like more power to you, man. Like I don't know if I would have the the spirit and the energy to do what you do. Uh, uh, I am you know, so it's, tired, it's Robbie. Hard fucking work and it's important work, you know. And you know, I love you for doing it. I love you for being there and for talking to us and educating us about all of this. You know, it's we we, we have the uh you know the um privilege really of, of all you know connecting with one another through our jobs and that job being you know video games things that are designed to bring people joy and happiness and connect people and stuff like that um yeah. so you know it seems kind of frivolous to you know tie everything back into that but uh go buy cullen's games <laughs> so he has <laughs> money to help people please yeah most of I'm that
2: most of my income is just being donated into mutual aid right now, so if you, <laughs> I guess if you want yeah, to go that yeah. avenue. Uh, go, buy, yeah. go
1: buy Gato Roboto and uh, Devolver Bootleg immediately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy
1: two copies, buy two copies, uh, for, and, and tell everyone that, that they have to buy two copies as well.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, my feeling about video games right now is I love them, they're my entire world, they don't matter until Black Lives Matter. There
1: we go. That's all that needs to be said.
0: Boom. I think that's. I think
1: that's the.
0: I think that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, and we'll check our hashtag forecast and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for being here, Colin. Thanks for having me. <laughs>